Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada on this gorgeous Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. You know what's the greatest thing about February being a Canadian? is when you get to turn that calendar page over and it's March 1st, but we can handle it up here. It's everything's covered in snow and ice today, but that's fine. We just roll with it. Today, we're going to get into the seals, trumps, and vials again, and Jeremiah chapter 4. These seals, trumps, and vials are written throughout the Bible, and you just follow the keywords, and the keywords form glossary threads that run through your Bible, and that glossary makes up your interpretation. Always interpretate within the Bible. Those glossary threads make up the structural fabric of Key of David itself. Those glossary threads are God's trademark stamp of validity, but please first consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry, and I have these for you. And these aren't these just gorgeous. These chains with the cross and the singles, like it's an infinity chain. I'll send you one of these for a $10 donation. Go to companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address. Companionchapel at gmail.com. I like your emails. Be nice or go play somewhere else. Help me out on YouTube here. I'm back on YouTube. And it's not just the greatest thing, but I'm at the bottom of the algorithms. Please like and subscribe and share and help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word, companionchapel.com. And I'll send you one of these. These are the coolest things. You'll hang this on the mirror of your pickup truck or you'll give it to your girl. She'll put it with her favorite things. And I've even seen some people wearing these things and they're pretty sharp, actually. So I have a bunch of those and I have them for you for a $10 donation. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 4. And Jeremiah holds no punches. And... Let's just go Jeremiah chapter 4. Let's just get into God's word. Open the book and let it speak for itself. <clears throat> okay. If thou will return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. If thou will put away thy abominations out of my sight, then shall thou not remove. What's this mean? It's, thou shall not remove and stray not. Stray not from your abominations, from your vain thought patterns. That's what we're going to be talking about today in this chapter 4 of Jeremiah, which goes over the seals, trumps, files. And let's just roll with this here. Why does it say Israel? Israel, and then we're going to be talking about Judah and Jerusalem. And I'll get to that in just a second. Let's just follow the book here. And thou shalt swear, the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness, and the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. Now that was a promise to Moses and Abraham, it's a promise to all of us. These promises are written in the councils of eternity. Do you see any nations now that have put away their abominations of rich white man's construct, changed their religious authority, out of control military and political systems, out of control unelected world leaders, an economy that just oppresses people? And I have the most interesting conversations with an economist the other day. It's just absence of humanity within their dialect within their dialogue and just total delusion of deception that they get from the education which is the global media obviously through obsessive messaging they create mob mentalities an obscene mob scene to try and convince us this is the way things have to be rich white man's construct it's all about progress profit consumerism and materialism and those things it's about infinite progress. That's ecologically impossible. It's a paradox of impossibilities. So that's the abominations God's talking about. What does he tell us even in this chapter? He tells us, assemble yourselves. Come back to my way of doing things 
and come back to independent food systems and local economies where we barter and we trade because this one world economy didn't pull a billion people out of poverty. It put a billion people into oppression. Just ask the 37 million Americans on antidepressants. Oh, the rich white men will sit around and go, yep, they're not living in poverty anymore. But look at their mental mess. What about the anxiety? 30 million anxiety. Let me tell you something. Between January 19th and March 15th of 2022, 30 million people had prescriptions filled. And that's commercially insured individuals in the United States for anxiety medication. Oh, but they're not living in grinding poverty anymore. Yeah, but their quality of life is just horrible because the rat race makes no sense. It makes no sense when you stand back and take an abstract view of it. Anyway, God's telling us, listen, if you want to be blessed, you follow this. If you want to be cursed, trust man. Jeremiah 17, 5. Those who trust man are cursed. And in the book of, I uh, forget, somewhere in the New Testament, Romans actually, don't conform to the ways of the world. Is it easy to get out of rich white man's construct? No, it's called a beast. It's a dangerous trap. It's hard to get out of. It takes a lot of humbling. It takes a lot of de-individualizing yourself as your motivation being self-worth and profit for yourself. It's all about, hey, there's a community of people. There's God's family, his children. We're all part of the human family here. It's not about all about me sitting around watching my investment portfolio get, get big fat cats total absence of humanity oh we'll invest in anything as long as there's a return that's what the world economy is about violations of human rights child labor labor exploitation and just destroying the planet by well we know we know how they're destroying the ecosystem that god set up and that's actually in this chapter we're not going to get far as far as that today but here here's what god's saying in truth, I am the truth, my God is the truth. In judgment, he judges. In righteousness, okay? If you want to follow the vain curiosities and the just the meaninglessness and insincerity of the superficial world and the emptiness of the material world, following these empty assurances that rich white men have told, this is the way it's got to be, Michael. This is the way it's got to be. You know what this economist also said? He said in their circle... He's heard conversations over the years, and this guy's been in this for a long time. They call this the Four Horsemen, and they're total heathen. And I said, you know that's from the Bible, right? He says, yeah, I've heard about the Bible, but, I, you know, they don't care. And I understand, okay, you don't care, but we can still have a conversation. And then he said something. He said, don't you Christians think that livestock is going to come out of the sky and be burning us with torches and and uh, burning or burning like wild like live animals are coming out of the sky that's what you guys think the four horsemen are and I was just blown away I, I'm rarely speechless that this guy economist who's worked high up there in uh, investments and and I like him right like I don't like who he is but I like him he's part of the human family and he's brutally honest says, yeah, we've called this in conversations the four horsemen. We know. We know that uh, we've changed what people believe in, to believe in the economy and believe in political systems. We, we know that these unelected world leaders, including bureaucrats and corporatocracy, is the little horn that comes up and, and, it's, and it influences the course of nature. It influences 
everything on the world stage. They know, he was saying, that doesn't matter if you're left wing or right wing. There's a central authority coming up. And in the Bible, it's called kings with no sovereign kingdom. In the book of Revelation, unelected world leaders. We're talking about what do they represent? They represent big pharma, big food, big chemical. They represent big military, an out-of-control military. And he admitted, yeah, we use the education system to punch, pump this. We, we're in control of the mainstream global media, obviously. And we talk about that all the time in the Bible. I said, then why don't you want to listen to the Bible and come to understand the Bible? Because you're such a smart guy. He goes, he just, he's, that leaves him speechless. He doesn't care. These people do not care about exploiting humanity. And that's the saddest thing. And I pray for this guy because I kind of like him and, and he's brutally honest with me and he laughs at Christians. And it's the reason he laughs is because Hollywood Christians who think monsters and dinosaurs are, or monsters and horses are coming out of the sky and they say the earth is 6,000 years old. And I get it. No wonder there's so many atheists when you get these Christians that use the Bible as a random book of quotes and it's the saddest thing. We pray for them. This is the greatest book ever written. Obviously, this book here is the most printed book on planet Earth, the best-selling book ever on planet Earth. It's not meant to be used like a random book of quotes. And so maybe I can convert this guy. I don't care. He's just a snake in a suit. He's basically a psychopath. And a psychopath just means social predators who charm and manipulate to fulfill their own agenda even if it entails a total absence of humanity. And it's sad because I would like to talk to him about the laws of thermodynamics. Don't you understand? The body contains two. It's entailed into the law of thermodynamics. You have an open system, your metabolic biological body. It can exchange physical matter. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just gets transformed into heat or you're pushing daisies. You're part of the ecosystem. But what about your psyche? I didn't get to talk to him about this. I wanted to. Your psyche is a closed system. It can only exchange energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. You can corrupt your energy and, and entropy information theory with the average level of information out there right now that creates confusion, uncertainty, consternation, stupefaction that results in the structural characteristics of the outcome, a gradual decline into disorder. Your energy, that closed system, your psyche, your spirit, as the Bible calls it, we have psychologists and psychiatrists, psychosis, psychopaths. That energy goes somewhere when you die. It has to. It cannot be created or destroyed. It can't be held in a casket. Like, look at the way energy is moving around right now, right off your screen. And when we're talking to people, we're exchanging energy, not physical matter. That energy has to go somewhere when you die. So hopefully I can talk to this guy again soon to say, dude, What's on your account? You're going to meet your maker. There's a great energy out there. Quantum physics scientists call that energy the field. We call it the Holy Spirit. It has the divine authoritative authority over all physical matter. Keeps this, keeps this earth here. Keeps the moon here. All, everything we just crashing into each other. And, and on that note, I don't mean to digress too far. Someone told me, oh, that's just gravity. I said, well, if that's just gravity, then the sun would pull us right in there. The earth would never be spinning at the exact same velocity right from the right from planet sun, orbital and velocity. And what about 
those things that have hit the moon and hit Earth, those giant asteroids, why aren't they doing a circle around another planet? Who allowed them to crash into certain planets? Okay, there's a consciousness up there, as the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, in the beginning, wisdom was there. God's telling us what happened at the dawn of time when he became a consciousness. Wisdom was there before the first atom was formed on the highest part of the dust of the, dust of the earth. Wisdom personified. It had to be feminine in the Bible. Something God possesses, and he wants to possess you too and take care of us through the ages of time, as it's written in Psalms chapter 90. The ages of time, the circuits of time. Okay, let's carry on here. Verse 3. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. So we have Israel, Judah, and Jerusalem. Israel represents the ten tribes that went north over the Caucasus Mountains, settled Europe, settled Canada. That's why there's churches in every city, town, village. You see them out in the country around here. We were supposed to carry the truth with us. But when... We were on our migration. We had to vow to have the source of truth. And that's written in the Bible. We have to vow to go back to confirm it. So we go back to Judah and Jerusalem. Psalm 78, Psalms 114. Judah became God's sanctuary. While Israel is God's dominion, the sanctuary is where the truth comes from. And that's supposed to be the seminaries. But obviously, what did Satan do? Ezekiel chapter 28. Satan defiled the sanctuary. He's the lesser of the two unique light givers, as it's written right from the first page of your Bible. Now, let's stick to the subject here. Okay, you in Judah and Jerusalem, who are supposed to be hanging on to the truth, and when people get back in touch with you, you have the truth for them in case it got corrupted along the way by that entropy and information theory. People try to put traditions into the truth. People try to underscore the truth, undermine the truth, delegitimize the truth. Saying, so not among thorns. Okay, let's just run a thread through the Bible. Remember the parable of the sore? You, you can't walk with God while you're still holding the devil's hand. If you plant your seed, it's an analogy like we're grass, like we're a tree. Where do you plant yourself? And you root and you branch out. You network. Where are you going to do that? Don't do it in corrupted ground. Okay, so not among thorns as it's written. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, 6, don't cast your pearls before swine. You can't walk with God while you're still holding the devil's hands, hand. And we see a lot of Christian people doing that. And it's sad. They can't get over rich white man's construct. And if you want to test something, and I've done this in several Bible studies. If you want to test who is feeling guilty, because the guilty party always convicts themselves. That's just the law of nature. When you can throw out the verse... For the love of mo the love of money is the root of all evil. Skip the love part. Just say the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil, and somebody will chirp up and say it's the love of money. Take note of that person, and you'll be surprised what's in their closet. And it's happened to me over and over. I always leave that word love out. And by the way, that word love in that verse and First Timothy or. In Timothy, wherever it is, that word love is used one time in the Bible in the manuscripts. It's a very distinct word, and you should look it up for yourself. Okay, verse 4, circumcise yourself to the Lord. Okay, you people that are supposed to be holding the truth, let's go. Circumcise yourself to the Lord and take away the foreskin of your heart. There you go. There's the definition of circumcision. Okay, first it was 
for for Moses and it was for obedience okay now it's your heart okay is it graphic yeah get over it okay cut it open and let the love of Christ come in don't think you you know everything I, I don't know how else to put that but let's go to Romans chapter 2 talk about circumcision here I wasn't planning on doing this but Jeremiah 610 their ear is uncircumcised it's closed is what he's saying in Jeremiah 4 4 it's of the heart and in the book of Romans, circumcision is of the heart. Now, the circumcision laws were in Genesis chapter 17. And when Moses disobeyed them, like that's only for males, obviously. So what is it? We're telling, we get told through the Bible through this thread. Moses disobeyed it. And remember, wifey was like, hey, Moses, your little boy there, day eight, you're disobeying God. It's about obedience. And that's the same thing as getting baptized. It's about obedience. And it was supposed to signify from one generation to the next generation to the next generation of obedience, of teaching God's word chapter by chapter, verse by verse, line on line. So that we don't build house on the house of greed, gluttony, attitudes of obscene entitlement fueled by ruthless, unadulterated greed, fueled by individualism. My personal self-wealth. Look at me. I'm a fat cat. Yeah, I'll invest in anything as long as there's a return. Sacrifice humanity for short-term profit. Make money or make the world a better place? Make money. You know it. You know who you are. You just no pointing fingers in the Bible. We pray for everybody. Pointing fingers is forbidden in the Bible. Okay? Circumcise your hearts. That means open it up. Get over it if you think it's too graphic. Ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. I'm talking about you that are supposed to hold the law. Remember Psalm 78, Psalms 114. That's where God said, I'm going to hold the law here. Well, these people, well, my dominion, Israel, is my dominion. They're going to go out and they're going to build churches. They're going to spread Bibles around. And when they get traditions brought in, which will happen, then we can go back to the law. Let's go ask a Hebrew person. We're all the Hebrew rabbis right now anyway. Lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. In other words, what's God's fury? God's fury is the sword of truth. And when you hear the truth, and you can see this when you're talking to anybody, when you hear the truth, when you're talking to somebody and you tell them the truth, look at how they burn up inside if they don't like it, if it's not convenient for them. That's the fire. Hell is not a frying pan full of uh, a, a grease fire and people are you know, sizzling like bacon. Fires the internal passion of the mind, and especially for people that can't be corrected, you see them burning up. And Jesus Christ told us they'll be like a a new garment with an old with uh, a, a new garment with a no an old garment with a new patch on it. What happens when you put that through the jar? It puckers up. What happens? It puckers up. It hasn't shrunk yet. They'll be like that, or putting new wine into an old wineskin. People pucker up and explode. You can see it. The fury and indignation of the mind. And where does it come from? Where does it translate to? The tongue. The tongue is a fire. It's not, there's nobody getting burnt. Because like we said, and like the theory of thermodynamics, or not the theory, the laws of thermodynamics, that's past settled science. That's confirmed science. Your energy goes somewhere when you die. It goes up into that field. Just beyond your current perception of physics, get over it. Beyond your current understanding of physics, who do you think you are, man? It's right there. All the, everything here. Science has helped us so much. Science has helped us so much. We have such an advantage today. I have such an advantage over my Bible teacher. 
Pastor Ronald Murray such an advantage because not only can we use science more, but we can document everything we say when it comes to the book of Revelation. It's playing out on the world stage right in front of your eyes. What's the brimstone mean? Brimstone is flashing you. You can't ignore it. What's the lightnings mean? Lightnings means glare. It's glaring you right in the eye. You can see it. You're getting the news off a screen. It's not like somebody has to come, you know, back in the old days when they're writing this book. It's like, you know, they might get a, the news a year later. We get it like live feed. It's glaring you right in the eye. It's flashing you. You can't ignore it. That's what thunders means. We're not talking about weather events in the Bible. Like mainstream Christians try and teach us there's going to be big weather events and you're going to get your skin burned, say goodbye to your front lawn and your tree and yeah, when am I, they're going to burn my skin with I guess scab for the summer then? My summer scab? It's not what it means. Okay, so let's just let's try and stay on subject here. The evil of your doings. Burn that non-conquenture because of the evil of your doings. Yeah, you do it to yourself. Evil of your doings. Not God's doings. God doesn't want any of us to go to hell. He can only redeem us through the Lord Jesus Christ. That means we have to submit with an unquestioned obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to get a working knowledge of this book. It's one book. This book is so easy. What makes this book hard is the traditions that you've been taught. And it's just, just apply that to the global media and to American officials. They'll just lie to you and lie to you. Be careful what you allow your psyche to absorb. The stupefaction of society. And it's a really sad thing. And I, I would suggest there's more people that should know better. But no, what fuels this fire? The, the internal passion of the mind. Egotism. Can't be correct. I can't be corrected. Talk to the hand. Which I read this on Facebook. Don't you understand? Facebook is my religious authority. That's what I worship. Religion just means a follower of your beliefs. Worship just means faith. I have faith in the world political system. I have faith in the unelected leaders. I have faith in the economy. I have faith in that my newsfeed is not lying to me. That's your religion. Everybody on planet Earth is religious. This is our religion here. We turn back to God. You know, people not returning to God as a religious authority are a deceitful bow. There's your first seal. That bow in the Greek is toxic. And it has strength and power. And that's just the fiery darts of Satan coming right off your computer screen or wherever you're getting your information. Don't allow your information to create. Not create. I take that back. Energy cannot be created or destroyed, but it can be distorted into a scattered energy. And that sucks, man. It sucks. It's hard to find people to talk to these days, to have a two-way conversation. So here we're saying heaven is closed. Uh, heaven is closed to you. And that's just daunting to me. Like people are going to go to the hell side. And that really bothers me. And that's why I do this. I've done over 300 podcasts with no, no insulation in the house the first two years I was here. And I got nothing for it. Why? What's my motivation? Because I love the human family. I love each and every one of you. Maybe not what you're doing or thinking. But I want us all to get back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And we can't get there unless our Father can reconcile us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Have your energy in order. That's your psyche. Translated soul spirit. Have your spiritual body in order. Okay, evil of your doings. Heaven is close to you. The door, go wallow in your self-pride. God's going to destroy evil. 
Therefore, if you are holding on to evil, God will not spare you. And that sucks because when we're in the heaven side, we're not gloating, looking at people going, oh, that guy. You didn't pay your full invoice. That guy. You ran into me and it cost me all kinds of money. And look what you did to the side of my pickup truck, right? That guy. Yeah, those people were maliciously. No, we pray for them. We say, dude, just let go of that egotism that you can't be corrected then you can come back to a place of peace present beyond our present comprehension and we want to get on with the eternity we want out of these flesh bodies we want this to be over that's why all the angels rejoice when one of us repents because they want their brothers and sisters back and we want to get on with the eternity the way god created us do you think god made us into flesh except for correction and discipline to let us know, hey, you guys can't hang out up there. Free will entities have to be governed. God didn't want us in the flesh as it's written. It says, I repented. I had to put you in the flesh, but that means side with disappointment. That's all that means. Like God didn't want us ripping around down here just as the higher, highest of the food chain. Are you kidding me? What kind of loving God would do that? He had us in spiritual bodies as it's written in Job chapter 38 verse 7, the whole human family, we all sang for joy into in totality, the whole human family shouting out and singing for joy. And then what happened? That's the word stars in, in Job chapter 38 verse 7. Bright shining life forces, the angels, the hosts of heaven. It's all the same thing. As you read the Bible more, you realize, hey, we're talking about the same thing here. Mark chapter 12, when you leave this flesh body, you're an angel. It couldn't be any more clear. And then one third of us followed an adversary that was not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, whose sin was self-pride. He defiled the sanctuary. He's no slouch. Adversary simply means Satan. That's what it's translated. If you say Satan in the Hebrews, adversary. If you say devil, you're just saying slanderer. One third of us follow this, his, his ideologies. And that's so daunting. To pass once through the matrix born instant of women. That's us, that's me, that's you. So we can come to terms with what's inside of us that is not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. We can't, greedy people can't be up there, finger pointers. What's in it for me? How do I benefit off this? Hey, my personal wealth. If people were like that in heaven, it'd be nothing more than a new hell. Angry people, bitter people. You have to come to terms. You have to consider human frailty. God's not judging what happens to you. He's judging what you do. God has nothing to prove to you. You have everything to prove to God. You cannot violate the principles of God without consequence. He will not violate the principles of free will. Or what, what then he, we would just be robots. That's why he's allowing free will entities to decide for themselves. You decide for your, yourself where you want to go. Declaring to Judah and publishing Jerusalem. Or verse 5 of Jeremiah chapter 4. Declaring Judah and publishing Jerusalem and say, Below ye the trumpet in the land. Cry, gather together and say, Assemble yourselves. And let us go into the defense cities. Set up a standard towards Zion. Retire not. For I will bring evil from the north key. I'm going to stop there. This verse should have ended right there. Retire not. Blow ye trumpet. What did In Numbers chapter 10 verse 8. Aaron, who was in the sanctuary, would have represented 
Judah, Jerusalem, where the truth is being taught. Like here, remember all God's prophecies occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent. That's how human beings learn, by examples. That's what the Bible says. All these things were for examples for us. Yeah, back then during Jeremiah, this might have tangibly been the geographical location, Judah and Jerusalem. But now, this is prophecy. This is worldwide. Who's holding the truth? Blow ye the trumpet. Back then, they said to Aaron, you people blow the trumpet. And you get God's word out there. Sound the alarm of what's going on on planet Earth. And when you see the evil in the world, you're going to be overwhelmed. But I give you a way out. And people are going to call you insane. Oh yeah, I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. It doesn't matter. Okay, blow you the trumpet. Sound the alarm. Who's blowing the trumpet now? High priest after the order of Melchizedek, our Lord Jesus Christ, through his angels, that's messengers, through his apostles, to his disciples, to his children. What's he say? Gather yourselves, assemble yourselves. Let us go into the defense cities, set up a standard in Zion. That's our standard. This is what we stand by. That's what it means. And retire not. Don't be lazy. Don't get yourself comfortable, by the way. Don't just sit there and go, oh, I understand the Bible now. I guess I can just... Uh, kick back and put my feet up and not do nothing retire not it's time to work for god and we stay to the end as it's written matthew 24 mark 13 those who endure to the end nobody's flying away in a pre-trib or a mid-trib the word rapture is not in the bible it's not implied ezekiel chapter 13 i'm against those that teach my children to fly to save their souls do you think you're going to fly out of here be sitting up there in a lawn chair pointing fingers at the world no do you understand that one, two, three, four, five, six, six things. We got five here. Seals, trumps, vials, six. The adversary personifies. That's Satan. And then our Lord Jesus Christ comes over and over in the Bible. It couldn't have been, it's, this book is so repetitive. Once you get a good working knowledge of it, you go, wow, is this book ever repetitive? That's how human beings learn. They need to be taught different. Okay, let's just stay here. Okay, so, declare ye in Judah, publish in Jerusalem, okay, gather yourselves. That's what God's telling us to do. In, Ezekiel, or in Isaiah chapter 45, he's saying, hey, gather yourselves together. Create an independent food system. Companion chapel, homesteading community. That's what we're going to do here. No more glyphosate. Round up. Thank you, rich white man. In our food. We can create an independent food system here. There's 77 acres of land. There's 30 acres of wood lot. And a major river running through the back. Are you kidding me? Sometimes I just sit here and go, God, how could you have allowed me this? Like, I'm overwhelmed. I live in grinding poverty, but look what he's allowed me. Isn't that just the greatest thing? Yeah, and God allowed my name to be on it. Mortgage-free. So come on out. Let's make this something. Okay, let's, let's read this. For I will bring evil from the north, a great destruction. The lion has come up from his thicket. What are we talking about here? Evil from the north. That's where Satan thinks he's going to sit, isn't it? In Isaiah chapter 14. Let's, let's just go there for a quick second. Isaiah chapter 14. That's Lucifer. Ah, son of the morning, how art thou fallen? That's morning star in the in the Vulgate. It's Stella Lucidia in the Arab. It's splendid star. How art thou fallen? Stars is personage throughout the Bible. And you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations yeah he's totally destroying us right now 
For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I'll exalt my throne above the stars of God. That's all God's bright, shining light forces. That's us. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. There you have it. That's what we're talking about. The adversary coming from the north. That's coming from the north. He wants to be there. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. Clouds of witnesses. Read your Bible and you'll see that figure of speech used many times. Clouds of witnesses. I'll be like the Most High. And then I always read this verse. I love this. It's so comforting. Here's God talking to Satan. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Hey, God's going to mop him up in a bucket and slosh him down there. Don't get sloshed down with him. And that's for real. God's not messing around. You can't go up. To, you can't people. This, this girl said to me the other day. I said, wow, you're really <clears throat> having a hard time, eh? Addiction. Yeah. Well, I walked it. There's a way out. It's Lord Jesus Christ. She goes, well, I think he'll open the gates for me. Why are you thinking for others? That's forbidden in the Bible. What you think? What you you think that you're you're judging yourself? You're judging the very book that you'll be judged by. It's like no, it's time to humble yourself. Okay, the lion has come up from the thicket. Hey, let's go to Revelation chapter nine eight. This is to rip apart the truth. We're talking about psychological warfare, which is the locust army. It's not insects, man. Like seriously, someone emailed me that again. It's going to be insects. Like, are you kidding me? Like this is written all through the Bible. And let's just stick on subject here. Uh, what did I say? Revelation chapter 9, 8. We're in the fifth. Then the fifth just is the culmination of the four, um, four horsemen. And they had hair of a woman and their teeth were as lions. Does that sound like locusts to you? Does it sound like grasshoppers? Okay. Hair of a woman just means inviting. It means it, it's, it's a sign of trustworthiness. When you see, it's like a little kid burying his face in mama's hair. It's like, okay, I feel good. You see, you know, you see a woman sitting there. They look nice and trustworthy. Hair of a woman. It's like, okay, it's pleasant to the eye. It's inviting. But they had teeth like lions. They rip and tear the truth right out of you. That's what the locust army is. And we're going to go back to there in a few minutes. So that's what they have. Uh, the lion will come up from its thicket. The destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. Yeah, he's supposed to just he's supposed to deceive them first, because God gave one family, and it. I know people say, "Well, why is why are they the chosen family?" It doesn't mean they're favored. God had to give somebody this book. God had to give somebody His written word, and it just happened to be. Adam, the man Adam. That's why he was formed. That means he was purposed. There's your salvation ministry. Go spread the seeds of truth throughout the world. That's what we're talking about here. That's the Great Commission. Okay, so the Gentiles, they weren't given this, but we're supposed to give it to them. It doesn't mean we're better than anybody. God's counting on us not to use this book like a random book of quotes and create all these atheists who laugh at Christians and who wouldn't. When they think monsters and horses are coming out of the sky. This book is too easy. And it's easier for us today because we see it playing out on the world stage. The destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way and he's going to get us too if you don't be careful. As it's written in the Bible when we say about to... Or, let's just go there right now. In the second trump, it said all and a third part of the creatures in the sea that had life died. 
we're the ones in the sea. We are the one-third, as it's written in Revelation 12.4. Died, that means we're subject to die. That's why Paul said, I die daily. We're subject to die daily because of all the vain curiosities that come up in front of us. Are we going to pursue those with our... Um, wait a minute, the Bible's going to tell us... with. With our thoughts or our intents or our actions, are we going to entertain those vain curiosities? No, we're supposed to identify them, confront them, and tell them to beat it. On his way, has gone forth from his place to make thy land desolate. That's what the desolator does. He makes the land desolate. And thy city shall be laid waste without inhabitant. Inhabitants. That's no inhabitants of God. Follow the threads that run through the Bible. That's Loami. And that's your first, that's the results of no inhabitants they're not god's children anymore he tells us these are the people it's your first vial in revelation chapter 16 when it says the first vial poured out on earth they're not my inhabitants anymore loami not my people and there fell anoint some grievous sore upon them which had the mark of the beast these they're not my children anymore if that's what you want it's your free will choice anoint some grievous sore isn't a scab that you can pick on all summer anoint some grievous is uh, Kekos Poneros, always translated evil. Both words mean evil, but one means one word means evil from the source, like in t your intent, your thought patterns. And the other word, Poneros, grievous, means evil effects. And that's what this is, the, the effects. The vials are the results. And the sore is right on your soul. You have an oozing evil sore right on your soul that's God won't accept because he calls that the mark of the beast. Your thoughts, your intents, your actions is simply the mark of the beast. And if you're entertaining those things, then well, you're in for a world of hurt because you go somewhere when you die. To make thy land desolate, laid waste for thou, you should gird for this. Gird yourself with sackcloth, lament, and howl. That means not pointing fingers. We're howling out God's word here. That's what we're doing. We're feeling bad for these people that walk in darkness. That's what the Beatitudes of Matthew chapter 5 are all about. Mourn. Happy, like Blessed are those that mourn because we want... We're mourning for those that walk in darkness. And as soon as we get a chance to plant a seed of truth, if they're willing, don't, don't uh, cast your pearls before swine. But if they're willing to hear, then there you go. We mourn for these people. God wants his children back. For this you with sackcloth lament and howl, for the fierce anger of the Lord is not turned back from us. It's not turned back. It's on. He has to get rid of the world of evil. He has to rid the world of evil, and that can only be done by allowing evil to expose itself and destroy itself. And we're watching on the human on the world stage here, the whole human family. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish, and the heart of the princes, and the priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wonder. Now this is a great verse. There's a lot in here. And I know this video is running long because when you're all alone, sometimes you just let her rip on the microphone and whatever. Perish. Abad in the Hebrew means lost in sin. Lost in deception, saturated with evil, thought patterns that lead to evil intentions and actions. They have lost themselves. Their life force is a bloody, diluted mess fueled by the fire of the internal passion of the mind. And how's that translate from the kitchen table to the world stage or to superpower nations? Well, there's your second trump right there. 
It's a bloody diluted mess. Your core values are now spread out all over planet Earth. You've lost your core values. And it's a bloody diluted mess. Second angel sounded. Second trump. Great mountain burning with fire. With the internal passion of the mind. Fueled by ruthless unadulterated greed. And trying to control this fossil fuel economy. That is why there's 30 nations in NATO infringing on Russia. No wonder, no wonder Vladimir just sitting there going, I know I'm a bad guy. I know I'm a tyrant. But I'm not going to allow another superpower to infringe on my sovereignty. And I've been telling you this since, 19, since 1999. I asked to join NATO. People before me asked to join NATO in the 50s. USSR asked to join NATO. Nope. Vladimir asked Clinton, Bill, remember Bill? Hey, I want to join NATO. Bill's like, yeah, I don't see why not. Of course, they're not going to let Vladimir join NATO because they want to control all the oil over there. They want to control the natural resources and the flow of natural resources. And so what happened? Vladimir asked to join NATO. No, it got denied. Where was Bill? Why wasn't Bill thinking about I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I was down at Jeffrey Epstein's... Um, yeah, okay. Way to go, Bill. You know, the American policy goes back to Condoleezza Rice also when they said, We're, uh, we can't have pipelines coming out of, out of uh, the U.S. or Russia. They have to, we have to, we're the ones that are going to supply the resources to Europe. And then all these years later, 222, the American press secretary comes out, that lady who I've seen over many presidents, we're going to stop that Nord Stream pipeline. And then Joe comes out. Uh, Joe, he's the godfather of the Biden crime family. We're going to stop that pipeline. And then the reporter says, how are you stopping it, Joe? And Joe's like, we have the means. So they threaten the pipeline. They threaten to stop it. Now they're selling natural gas to Europe for five times the price. Are you kidding me? This is a nation that's burnt up. Fire. This is a nation that burning with fire cast into the sea of people remember what seas means from psalm 65 7 seas is yom heathen nations and their people are likened to a roaring sea the nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters but god will rebuke them to nothing what's waters hey let's just see let's go to your glossary in chapter 17 of uh book of revelation see i'm not too sure what the waters are is that h2o or is it the waters which thou sawest where this horror of a system sits, our peoples, the waters, our peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Hmm, I better remember that when we're running threads through the Bible, because I won't forget it. Don't worry about it. And a third part of the sea became as blood. These heathen nations, their life force. That's what blood and water, blood and water doesn't mix. It makes a bloody mess. And the creatures which were in the sea had life died. This means subject to die. As we get the glossary thread from that from Paul, he says, I die every day. And when Jude says, uh, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, it doesn't mean it's snuffed out dead. It means we're subject to die. That's what the Bible's saying. Subject to die. Yeah, why did Jesus Christ said I shorten the days? It wasn't to a five-month period. That's a totally different seal trump bile. Shorten the days so we, this place doesn't turn into an ashtray floating around planet Earth be, and with someone's flag sitting there with a nuclear burn on it. We won. We showed them. 
Way to go. That's the United States right now. 30 NATO, 30 NATO nations infringing on Russian sovereignty. Uh, don't forget in 214, all the American weapons pouring into Ukraine since 214, and American soldiers training Ukrainian soldiers. All Vladimir was saying is stop expanding NATO. And then all of a sudden they want to expand NATO to Finland and Ukraine. Finland's lucky. They got off easy. It went to Ukraine, and look what's happening. He's been saying this for years and years and years. Yeah, he's a creepy dictator. He's a great fall guy. He's a great somebody to to point fingers at. As if he would blow up his own pipeline. He just spent $11 billion on it. If he wanted to shut the gas off, he wouldn't go blow it up. Like the New York Times and, the, and these education systems are trying to tell us. Trying to... Trying to, they lie to us and they disguise it as patriotism to get us to hate other people on planet Earth, because hate united is what the United States is all about, not the people. It's very easy to get tricked by these people. Like Vladimir would have just shut off the tap. I'm gonna shut off the tap. I'm gonna be a total dick here and just, I'm gonna shut. No, he spent 11 billion dollars on that pipeline. The United States threatened it. The president of the United States threatened it. American foreign policy is confirmed by what Condoleezza Rice was saying years ago. They blew it up. Vladimir could have just shut the tap off. Spent $11 billion on it. He was making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. But don't allow hundreds of millions of dollars a day, I should say, on that pipeline. Don't allow these liars to be your religious authority and deceive you into saying, oh, that creepy tyrant, Vladimir, blew up his own pipeline like as if like, like you could just go on, you go down the rabbit hole on these things and it's just it's just crazy and this is what soon said the king shall perish okay lost in sin they've lost themselves their life force is a bloody diluted mess fueled by the fire they've turned their nation into a bloody diluted mess the internal passion of the mind i'll just read my note and where else is this the same word. Let's go through the Bible a few places on Abad, perish, biblical usage, Psalms 19, Jeremiah lost, wandering sheep. That's what they say Abad is. You're lost. You perished. Job, rivers that disappear into the desert. What is rivers and streams? Let's go back to the book of Revelation. Oh yeah, rivers and streams. We see this third trump, third vial, rivers and fountains. That's rivers of traffic going to fountains of activity. Is what we're talking about. And then in the seal, the third one is obviously the economy. And that's what we're talking about here. If you have a river, hey, America, where's all your money going? It's like, it's flowing like a river into the desert. It's just wasted and lost. Over here, 90 military ground bases surrounding China, all up through the South China Sea, 90 of them. Where's all your money going? $100 billion dollars. And weapons of mass destruction going to this most one of the most corrupt nations on planet earth before ukraine great people and you have a government leader there Zelensky. he's an actor he's running a script that's what he was before he was never a politician he's an actor it's a script he's inviting blackrock jp morgan everybody over there he can, like it's just it's just such a joke what can you do but laugh just be aware assemble yourselves Okay, that's what it means. Rivers that disappear into the desert. Where's all your money going, United States? You could have had this a Garden of Eden, but your political leaders plundered it. If you study empires and how empires rise and fall, United States, you're on the way out. And it's everybody for themselves right now. The rich are just plundering 
everybody. That's why the uh, the middle class is pretty much destroyed. There's so much homeless people, so many homeless people. Anyways, the third seal is the economy, third trump, third vial, rivers and fountains. Rivers of traffic, of merchandise, flow of money, the economy going to fountains of activity. Yeah, most of that goes to BlackRock or the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, good luck when you meet your maker, you guys. Third trump actions, bitter disillusionment. Third vial, effective results, blood money gloss. I think I got ahead of myself there. You know what, maybe that's enough for today, but... Maybe I'll do Jeremiah chapter 4, and I'll try and get through it, because I talk too much. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm here by myself, and if there was somebody helping me here, a uh, co-host perhaps. But this is the heart of the king shall perish, that's the world leaders, and unelected leaders, and the heart of the princes and priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wonder. What, what do they mean, be astonished? Go back to there's no inhabitants. What do you mean astonished? Astonished is the word shaman in the Hebrew. H, Strong's H, 8074. Dan uses this word astonished, the same word. Stunned, stupefied at crimes of horror. They're speechless. And that's what's happening now. The world leaders are the kings. And there's also in the book of Revelation, kings with no sovereign kingdom. And they shall perish, well, we just went over that, lost in sin, just saturated with evil. They're all about themselves. And the heart of the princes and the priests shall be astonished. That's the word. That's why there's no inhabitants. There's God's children. Go back two verses. They have the noise and grievous sore on them. They're just, they're speechless, stunned, stupefied at crimes of horror. And you can see the crimes of horror going across planet Earth right now. That's the four horsemen, rich white man's construct, culminated in the fifth. When you try and teach the truth, people just call you insane. I know, they did to me all the time. Great apostasy, killing other truth. Everything's written here in the councils of eternity. Let's see, what verse are we on there? And you shall have... Oh, yeah, okay, we'll just leave it at that. And the prophets shall wonder. Oh, yeah, they wonder, all right. They don't even know what they're talking about. I want to thank you very much for watching the Companion Chapel. This is a registered nonprofit. Have yourself a great day. Thank you for watching. Have yourself a great day, and bye for now.